1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with your host Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to talk about when animals attack, what you can do to prevent it, and what you can do after it happens. Um, pretty much everything I know, I think I learned from uh, Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. So I don't know what else we got. So pretty much, if it's not an alligator or a poisonous snake biting me in the face, I probably got nothing. I don't know what to do. But uh. Let's uh let's talk about it. What do you got, Kevin? All right. Well, uh, let's talk about let's talk about poisonous snakes. All right. We'll start with snakes. What do you know about snakes? I know you don't want to go near them. That's the answer. <laughs> Check. Uh, I had a uh, the main snakes that we got around here are the uh, rattlesnakes. Rattlesnakes. A lot of those and uh, occasional some copperheads. copperheads in the creeks. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I had a friend of mine named Dave who uh, he's like a. a a perfect mix between redneck and hippie. You All know, right. Great guy, but he just has this thing, man. He hates snakes. And not the kind of hate snakes like most people have where they run away and scream, but, like, hates them where he has to kill them every time he sees them. All right. And he was out hiking. was telling me this story. He was out hiking and uh, saw a, a copperhead sitting on a rock. All right. So he started throwing rocks at it and finally hit it, and it slithered off into the into the water. So, obviously, the best bet that he thought was he dove into the water after it and swam down to the bottom and grabbed it by the tail. I said, don't you think that was a bad idea? 
He says, like, no, no, they're, they're not uh, true water snakes, so they can't strike while they're underwater. So that's <laughs> that's a, a pretty brave assumption when you're talking about poisonous snakes. It so is. he grabbed it and swam up to the top and smacked its rock uh, head on the rocks. And uh, I don't know, to me, that's more badass than me because I'm not going to go chasing poisonous snakes. No, All right. no that's, not my, that's not my thing. <sighs> but if you do get bit by snakes, what do you do? What do you do? You're pretty much screwed, is what I can tell. Mm. So I, uh, I uh, hang out with these guys, go uh, ginseng digging and mm-hmm. different things in the woods, and and we talk. And uh, so I've seen quite a few pictures lately of people getting bit by snakes. Mm-hmm. It's freaking nasty by rattlesnakes. Yeah. So these are all the types that don't go to the doctor. Don't go get the any right. venom. They freaking swell up. It looks like a freaking, like, imagine, like, a cantaloupe. Mm-hmm. And just black and blue and pus and swollen and nasty. Mm-hmm. It's not anything you want any part of. Um, the general rule with snakes, you want to, whatever gets bit, your hand, your leg, whatever, you want to put that part of your body, lay it down below your heart. So if uh-huh. you're laying down your legs, you know, down on the ground, whatever, you lower your arm, whatever, You want to take off any uh, tight clothing because, like I said, they swell up huge. Uh So any kind of rings, jewelry, anything like that. What about like... uh, It's going to be bad. You want to take off the boot, the, you know, the Uh pant leg. You want to cut it off. It's nasty. They say huge mistake on the uh, cutting it and sucking out the venom. Any poisonous snakes, that's not the way to go. Really? It turns out that was all like a myth and whatever. Uh You end up... Just doing damage to yourself and doing, you know, when you're mm-hmm. trying to help them okay. and they're cutting it up, they're just going to get infections and bad. Um, the other thing you can do to help uh, soften the blow, I guess, is uh, they say um, try and keep their heart rate down. I know it's not the time you're going to be calm and mm-hmm. not racing, but that's it. You want to really like relax and calm and easy because when your heart's beating faster it's just pushing that poison right through but pretty much you want to go get some anti-venom and and it's actually anti-venin really yeah who knew who knew that then but then also interchangeable with anti-venom but Mm -hmm. i don't know and then they say you know it's not the end of the world but you want to you know get the look of the snake you know kind of get a feel for what it is Mm -hmm. um Really, you know, kind of take a peek. They say, don't bother trying to catch it, whatever. I mean, that's cool if you can, mm-hmm. but more often you're just going to go get bit again and whatever, and snakes are usually slicker than you. Mm-hmm. Um, again, back to the crocodile hunter. He was big on the uh, sticks with like a forked end mm-hmm. and just pinning them down on the neck. I've actually caught snakes in the woods that way. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some big black snakes and different things, and you can just... Having that three or four feet because they're not afraid and Mm -hmm. you just freaking, you know, can pin down their head. And once you have their head pinned down, then it's all good. But the rest of it, you know, and then you can just cut their head off. You know, what's the weirdest thing. I just discovered this and it's funny. I came across it twice my whole life. I have never heard this. And then it's come up twice in the last like three months. But a snake like a, uh, believe it or not, cobras over in the, you know, in India and wherever, cobras and rattlesnakes, and I imagine other snakes, can bite you up to an hour and a half after they're dead. 
Really? Isn't that the freakiest thing? Yeah. So I came across an article about a uh, chef who uh, it was actually on another podcast. They were talking about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy was cutting uh, a, uh, they make some kind of cobra stew. Oh, it sounds delicious. And, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so they're making the cobra stew. And so they kill the snake right there. He cut the head off, and, well, I imagine, you know, there was some of it, maybe more than the head, because mm-hmm. the head doesn't do much. And about a half hour later, while he's preparing it, he got his hand too close to the head, bit him, killed him, no anti-venom, he screwed, it was yeah, one of those, cobra bites, dead so in two it. or three minutes. Yeah. They said usually the, the restaurants that do it will keep anti-venom on hand. They didn't have any because I guess they'd used it for another bite recently. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems weird. But they were saying, so I, you know, I was blown away by that. And I'm like, is that true? I don't know. I go and I look and uh, I saw another story about rattlesnakes getting hit on the highway. Mm-hmm. And people go and they want to cut the rattle off and think they're cool or take the right. snake skin and make something. I don't know. And sure enough, they go to touch them, the dead snake, and the snake will bite them. Even though it's already long dead, you know, squished mm-hmm. in the pavement. And they just have some, you know, reflexes or whatever that mm-hmm. will just do it, you know, like a chicken running with its head cut off. But yeah. they said hours. Really? And I was kind of blown away by that. Yeah, I had a friend uh, a friend up uh, not too far from here. Yeah. That uh, he runs a, uh, he's like the maintenance uh, handyman for, for a resort for um, Ukrainians. And... Uh, he got a, I was supposed to meet him All about right. something, and uh, when I got there, he wasn't there. I sent him a text message. He said, uh, just had a problem. I'll be right down. Sure enough, he shows up in his in his little uh, four-wheeler uh, thing a few minutes later, and it's got a uh, rattlesnake head in there in the back. He's like, yeah, hey, we got a report about the rattlesnake, so I had my friend take a rock rake and pulled it out from underneath the uh, cabin, and I chopped its head off with a machete. Be honest with you, with the rattlesnake, because I'm not sure that I really want to get, get close. machete close. Yeah, no. but uh, he was, he was, you know, they barbecued that guy up and, nice. and ate him later on that day. I went and uh, saw he had skinned it and saved the uh, the skin up on a. They say uh, making the chili with the rattlesnake is the uh, dream. I don't yeah, know. It, it doesn't sound good to me, but there's a lot of meat. They're really thick rattlesnakes. Mm-hmm. They can be uh, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But moving along, you know, I I hate. Putting even any time into snakes because doesn't really mesh with the whole badass thing because <laughs> they're tough to fuck with. You know, yeah. you can't really do much with a snake. And damn it, I can't tell you how to avoid them because mm-hmm. you just step on them or you gonna, don't step on you're them. You're yeah. gonna freaking, you know, you just gotta know the kind of area you're going into mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of stay in the cleared, nice, easy thing. And that doesn't sound too badass. But, yeah, uh, I was up uh, hiking in the mountains uh, inspecting uh, some reservoirs. Yeah. And it was right by that Ukrainian uh, mm-hmm. place. And I was walking in the front, and there was a guy behind me. And uh, he was about 40 feet behind me, and he's like, dude, you just stepped right over that big big snake in the trail. He ran up with a branch, like threw it into the woods. I never did get to see what it was, but I think it must have been a black snake. Yeah, but, a lot of black snakes. I mean, snakes. you can uh, you can walk right past them and not even notice them. Yeah. So, moving right along, now uh, let's talk about wolves. Wolves. Mm. Now, I gotta say, you fight a wolf, you're a badass. It's pretty pretty legit. Um, you know. What do you know about wolves? Well, if you're if you're ever gonna get 
in a one-on-one confrontation with a wolf, which never happens. Yeah. Um, they say what the best bet is to uh, get your your off arm up, like your if you're right-handed, your left arm up. Get it right in its mouth, and then grab the back of its head and push it, push the head into your arm because the teeth are curved backwards, so they can't really do much damage that way, and it'll suffocate it. So that seems like a pretty badass way to do it. I did get uh, uh, attacked by a German Shepherd, and uh, sounds like the same thing. I don't. Yeah. Know. Well, in this case, I just punched it in the face really hard, and I guess the that solved the problem. That, the, that was. Uh, the German Shepherd probably weighs about thirty-five or seventy pounds. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, a lot Whereas less than the wolf's a wolf. like one eighty or whatever. But mm-hmm. all right, I, uh, I, I don't know. They say that definitely with wolves, one of the things is they're one of these animals with the eye contact kind uh-huh. of thing. They say basically, if you're a pussy, you want to keep your head down, right? Look away, and not make eye contact. Make it... But as I've learned doing repairs in people's houses, never, ever, ever turn your back on a dog or a mm-hmm. wolf. Because as soon as you turn, they're like, fuck it, he's mine. Yep. And they go right for you and you're screwed. Yep. And everything I read, that's what the wolves are going to yeah, do too. Never turn your back to Don't them. turn your back. The big thing, ideally, you want to you know, not look at it, start to back away. But they said as soon as they start growling... And, you know, snapping their jaws and trying to intimidate you. Mm-hmm. As soon as that happens, fuck the submissive. Then all of a sudden you want to be as aggressive as possible. Mm-hmm. You want to start making noises. Right. Making yourself look bigger. You want to stand up tall. You want to flail about a little bit mm-hmm. and intimidate them. Because once they get in that attack mode, the submission thing, that just is worse for you. You don't want any part of it. Right. Now, I did read... Again, you get down on the ground in freaking fetal position, all submissive. Yeah, I'll leave that to you. I'm not doing that. They said he's still going to bite you and attack you, but he might not kill you. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't sound so good. (laughs) The other thing, you're in the woods. Do you have a gun? Do you have a knife? They said knife, it's worth fighting. Give it a shot. You want to stab it right above the shoulder blade in the back, or you want to go for the throat and the face. Mm-hmm. Um, they said you can kind of deflect it and fight it with like a club or a stick and beating it, mm-hmm. but you're not going to kill it. Right. And that's where you get into trouble because they don't stop, you mm-hmm. know? And so you're just, yeah, you can stun them and maybe give yourself a second to get right. up a tree. Mm-hmm. And if you're up a tree, you're it's going to work out. Yeah, well, I mean, how long are they going to wait? Like, but, are they going to... Are they going to sit down at the bottom of the tree and just wait for you to come down? Eventually, you got to come down. They said, uh, you know, throwing stones when you're, you know, right away when you see him, the submission thing doesn't work. He looks like he's growling. He's ready to attack. They say, you know, you want to pick things up and start throwing them at him and mm-hmm. fuck with him and don't care. Right. Throwing rocks. But they said, don't, like, spend time on the ground. You want to kind of swoop up a rock and toss it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to... Uh, well, you, you know, got to remember that that humans are predators just like wolves are. Yeah. You know, you're just as dangerous to that wolf as that wolf is to you, and you just have to make it think that you're going to cause more damage if you can hit it in the face with a rock. But, the, you know, that's the problem. You're not usually dealing with a wolf. Yeah. You know, if you get in a situation like that. We have heard wolf pack. Yeah, that's, a, that's the standard thing. If you're, you know... Right, so they said... Attacked by a wolf pack, you're kind of... Now, fucked. it's weird if... 
you're somewhere where werewolves aren't used to dealing with people, mm-hmm. you uh, can fire off a gun and they'll freak out and take off. Mm-hmm. But it kind of has the opposite effect if you're uh, if you're you know in somewhere where they're kind of familiar and used to running into people. What happens is when they hear that gunshot, they think you just shot and killed something. And they're coming over for dinner. Mm. They either want that gut, gut pile that you're leaving or, you know, they want to uh, come steal your uh, kill from you. Mm. And so that can kind of backfire on you. They said you're way better off shooting it with a shotgun because in the heat of the moment when it's lunging at you, a little tough aiming a rifle, but, mm-hmm. you know, who knows. The uh, So wolves now are in, they said, at least 23 states. So more and more, and we keep introducing them to the wild. I'm not sure how yeah, this that is a good idea. Yeah, that happens a lot. That happens a lot. For some reason, that's, uh, you know, they have too many deer, so then they they get put some wolves out there, then they have too many wolves, and they have to shoot the wolves. And Yeah, it, it sounds like a mess. Now, yeah. if you get into the conspiracy side of it, a lot of people believe that they're introducing predators, and there were actually some books back in the day um, in the last 20, 30 years that uh, talk about it's a good idea to introduce predators into the wild and that way you can keep the population in the cities and in the, you know, in the closer mm-hmm. communities and that way it's easier to control the people. Oh, good thinking. Because, yeah. oh yeah, I'll just move into the wild <laughs> and screw them. But now you yeah, got you freaking got roving wolf packs <laughs> and it's just one more thing to get in your way. Yeah, I was looking, so, at, uh, looking up at some of these... Uh, the old stories about uh, wolves. Uh, yeah. I was looking up the story about the uh, the Beast of Jebaudan, which is a, a wolf in France. All right. That ate like 113 people. And uh, it's kind of an interesting story because the guy that ended up killing it, uh, Jean Chastel, was, uh, this is the 1760s. All right. And uh, supposedly he, he was only able to kill a wolf when he shot it with a blessed silver bullet. Ah. So... Maybe it was werewolf. I'm not sure, but that, that's more but likely. But 113 right? people—that's pretty. Uh, that's, that's pretty a serious ass. situation when uh, now, when your wolf is eating the whole damn village. I did read one more where uh, say you have the wolf coming around, and now obviously there's certain rules about trapping and different things you can mm-hmm. do and and whatever. And I'll let you figure out the laws where you live. But uh, as far as the survival situation goes, mm-hmm. they said. If you can bury a knife with a sharp blade and cover it with blood from a uh, a fresh kill of something, a rabbit, whatever, mm-hmm. you leave it sticking in the ground, then uh, the wolf will come over and uh, lick it and cut its tongue off and cut its tongue all fuck up because mm-hmm. it'll lick it that aggressively mm-hmm. and it'll end up killing the wolf. Really? And that that's actually been done several times. Really? That doesn't sound that like people, it would work. Uh, to me, it sounded a little crazy because uh-huh. I can lick a knife. I do it all the time when mm-hmm. I'm, you know, cutting up dinner or whatever. Uh-huh. But uh, apparently that's uh, something to consider. Mm-hmm. Now, another predator we have in the Northeast now is uh, wild boars. Yeah, that's a newer thing. That's a new thing. Yeah, they're starting to spread. Yeah, they're People not native more to uh, more. North it's, America. Uh, it's something that you might come across. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I know that we've seen some of these TV shows on it, mm-hmm. these boar hunters and whatever, kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, they can be uh, some wild animals. Yeah, interesting interesting yeah. thing about, about wild boars is they're exactly the same as the pigs 
you have on a, on your farm. Yeah, I was told they that, just uh, get once they go, they turn into almost a different animal within a few weeks. Uh, weeks. Being feral, they wow. start growing tusks. Their hair gets coarser, turns black. It almost like uh, just changes entirely what it is. Wow! And they have no problem oh. messing you up. I remember messing I was up. actually uh, uh, living living in a cabin uh, not too far from here and uh, yeah. lived on a farm All right. and they had a 500 pound pig there. That's a big pig. And uh, I was sitting on my front porch. My son was just coming out the, the front door Yeah. and this 500 pound pig starts running up the street, running up, you know, running up onto our porch. I said, get inside. And he closed the door. I was on the other side of the, I was out in the yard though. Yeah. And uh, man, that thing just barreled through, didn't notice anything, just destroyed everything that was on my porch. And uh, I don't know how... You know, I didn't know how you get a pig to do what you wanted to, but uh, my neighbor came out with a box of cereal and just started throwing cereal <laughs> on the ground and walking back towards the pen. And apparently, that's that how you get a, that's, that's how, how you get, get a pig, pig to, to do, do what to you want. It, so, all right, keep it in mind. Now they said the trick with a wild boar come running at you. Mm-hmm. It's the same as a car coming at you. You want to jump the fuck out of the way, <laughs> but the problem is. You gotta wait till the last second. Because mm-hmm. unlike a car who's trying not to hit you, right. the wild boar is gonna react and, and try mm-hmm. and follow you. So you wanna wait till the last second and then jump the hell out of the way. Mm-hmm. Same thing, getting up in a tree is uh, really gonna be your best bet on avoiding them. Mm-hmm. However, they do say if you wanna be cool like the matadors with the bull runs, jumping out of the way and stick them in the side with your knife. And. You know, you might take a couple tries to get that thing down, uh-huh. but uh, that's the way to do it. But not many people are uh, taking out a boar with a knife. Yeah, so. well, I did know a guy that le- uh, legitimately, intentionally went boar hunting with a right. knife. With a knife. Which okay. I guess he would get up in a tree and jump down at it. I, you know, yeah. he also went crocodile hunting with, uh, you know, with a bow and arrow. So that's, you know. It's that kind of guy. Yeah, that's not, not me. I'm good. All I'm right. good. I'm, I'm good with the gun. You stick with the gun, yeah. huh? All right. I like it. Now, uh, what else we got? Sharks? What do you know sharks, about sharks? Shark repellent. Well, I remember, I don't know a whole lot about sharks, but I remember, do you remember the Batman movie from the I 60s? Do. He had that shark repellent. There's a great a white hanging from, his, yes. hanging from his leg, and he, he sprayed the shark repellent. off his belt. Bam. Mm-hmm. Now, I always wonder, does he... Set his belt up for each mission, like oh, I'm going to be out over the water today. I don't know. A lot of I the time, he shark says, or he is that says all the things time? like, um, "Luckily today, I wore my hypothermic underwear, mm. so when I was under the ice, I, you know, I was all right." All but right, I don't so know. It seems like a event. lot of luck with him. He's, he's a proper. Yeah, I was building a Batman belt for uh, one of my kids, and uh, you can get a lot of cool stuff. But I was reading about what. Were you able what to find has. the shark repellent? I, they, they do sell it. They do sell it. But <laughs> like, I didn't feel like it was going to come up very often. No? Right. For, for her. Especially um, while she's wearing the belt? Right, right. And the belt is seriously illegal to wear outside of the house in New York State because uh, apparently right. a lot of what he has in the belt are considered uh, okay. you know, burglary tools. So, uh, uh, got our, you know, lock picks, uh, the batarangs, which were pretty legit, man. Steel, you could right. really stick it in something. But, you know, you can actually buy the, uh, the gun, that, the grappling gun. Oh. But it's like $8,000, so I was, I said, I'm just gonna 
just going to pass yeah. on that. All right. Everything else she's got. So, back to sharks. So, mm-hmm. besides shark repellent, what do you got? I do know there is a story uh, in 2007. Shark comes up, takes a kid's arm off. Dad jumps in the water, grabs the freaking thing by the tail, drags it up on the beach. Mm-hmm. A, uh, some kind of park ranger or whatever was there. Comes over, shoots the shark. They cut him open, take the arm out, and uh, take it to the hospital on mm-hmm. ice, and they put the kid's back arm on and arm back on, and that actually worked. Yeah, yeah. I think the uh, dad had some serious nerve damage to his arms because he was trying to open the mouth oh, with his... his hands and and cut his hands up pretty good, but the arm works. All right, you know, hey. So there are mm-hmm. some people out there. Um, what I've read is. Uh, you want to punch around the nose and the eyes, mm-hmm. jab them in the eyes. Again, you're not going to outswim a shark. Yeah. So most of the time, what I hear is when they bite you, they realize you're not something that they want to eat. They want to take and they off. Go, but by by that point, you know, it's, I it's would think you know late. what. If I jab my finger in your eye, you might realize I'm not <laughs> something you want to fuck with either. Uh-huh. So. You know, whatever. Yeah. Usually when I go to the beach, I'm not carrying a knife, but maybe I need to start thinking about that. There you go. You know, they have the divers where you always have the mm-hmm. little ankle thing. You see it on the movies. Yep. I think it might have been in Flipper. I don't know. <laughs> so moving right along, how about uh, bear attacks? What do you know bears. about bears? Well, I mean, the, the main threat in the Northeast where we live All right. are, you know, wild dogs and mm-hmm. bears. Black coyotes, bears. I guess small children, I don't well, know. Yeah, I guess so. I, I was, um, I did uh, spend a couple nights out in the uh, Sierra Nod, uh, yeah. Sierra Mountains up in uh, California. Yeah. And uh, I was out there, I just basically had a flashlight, a fire, and a blanket. And uh, I knew there are coyotes out there. But, you know, I mean, I'm a grown man, I'm not too worried about coyotes. Um so that's never really been a thing. They're small animals. They go after small animals. Okay. But uh, when I went back in there, they were like, uh, the people I was staying with, they're like, oh, did you see our bear out there? What? <laughs> I didn't know there was a bear. I knew the coyotes were out there. They put it on the there. state flag. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, up until recently, you know, up until the past hundred years, the apex predator in North America was not humans. It was grizzly bears. Okay. You know, they were, uh, you know... They were the uh, top of the food chain. Yeah, I don't think uh, grizzly something you want to uh, mess around. No, with. grizzly bears are the ones. Most bear attacks that kill people are are grizzly bears. Right. And that's um, you know they're much more aggressive than black bears. Uh, they like eating people apparently, and um, you know the best bet they say with them is to to play dead. You can't outrun a bear. No. And I've heard a lot of stories about people playing dead and getting away with it, but uh. I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, that's gonna be my uh, my go to. All right. Uh, hopefully, if I'm running into a bear, I'm not just out there and uh, you know, in my shorts and and a t-shirt and not have anything with me. You know, right. usually when I go up into the woods into the mountains, the big um, thing I not unarmed. Right. The big thing I've seen with the bears. I mean, really, like you said, you gotta have a, a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a knife. I, I don't see how you have a good yeah. scenario. There the are only a thing few I've seen stories about. There's people. a movie. And I'm sure it eludes me, and I'm not going to get it. The one with uh, that Baldwin clown, and uh, I think it's the Baldwin, oh, his wife, right. and Hannibal. Yep. Um, and 
Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. And uh, so he makes that spear. Right. And and I've heard of the, you know, he read that the Indians do it and whatever, Mm -hmm. and I've heard some other stories. Get the bear to stab itself. Right. That's what he did. So the bear stands up, looks all tough, or, you know, whatever, and he ends up putting the spear kind of in front of him as the bear comes down. His own weight impales himself on the spear. So... That's that's really the only uh, yeah. thing you, I see. You want to be careful with it. with black bears or uh, grizzly bears. The the main thing, if you're in an area that has bears that know about bears, just make a lot of noise. They don't want to mess with you, and the, the problems come when you just happen upon them. You know, especially mother bears. If you're in between the, her and the Mom cubs, and the baby, that's the one you play dead All because right. it's not trying to eat you. It's just trying to keep you from from getting its cubs. Yeah. So. Um, you know, black bears, real common around here. Yeah. Uh, but they're not very aggressive. They're more omnivore than than. Uh, yeah. Uh, carnivore. So uh, they, you know, if you make a lot of noise and startle them, they'll they'll leave you alone. But I don't know. I've never encountered a, a bear up close. You know. Never up close when we were kids. Uh, up in Canada. A few times we've come home and, and like, happened upon them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, they just kind of wanted to take off and get the hell out of there, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember, uh, um, go, you ever go to a, a the town dump? I have been And places dump. where the bears are going, people all go down there to people watch the bears. People go watch the bears. Yeah, that always seems like a stupid idea. It does seem like a stupid idea. <laughs> now as an adult. Think when I was great, a kid, my, with my parents, I thought that was something. cool, but... I, I oh, he I did that, right? <laughs> Throwing the candy bars at him. I myself, as a young child, have gone to the dump to watch mm-hmm. the bears. So that is definitely uh, something that plays out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think that's uh, as far as North America. That's the main. That's the main predators: the wolves, uh, snakes. There's not necessarily a predator, but a dangerous animal. Yeah, bears. No. Um, now, another thing is moose. Oh, and I've heard bad things with the moose attacks. Yeah. The moose, moose is another one where you want to play dead once it, once it hits you. Because it's not going to eat you. You're not food. You're just a, a threat. Yeah. So just get down or get in your car if, if you got one nearby. But if you don't, just, uh, just ride it out, man. <laughs> just ride it out. You're going to have some broken arms and, and ribs, but... Uh, nobody Just, wants you can't you can't outfight a moose, man. Yeah. They're they're like a hundred and I think uh fifteen hundred pounds is the, yeah. is the average large size yeah. moose. Yeah, no, not me. Moose. Not me. Um. Uh, now, tiger attacks. You know anything about uh tigers are are an Asian yes animal. You know, uh, just an Asian, not no other continent. All right. Um. Now cats. You know, we have we have jaguars in the United States. We have uh, mountain lions. We have some mountain lions. Um, cougars and mountain lions are the, the same thing. Um, they're an animal that only attacks you when you're not looking at it. Yeah. So that's one you want to make eye contact with. And in India, in certain areas where they have a lot of tiger attacks, the guys actually wear masks of faces on the backs of their head. Ah, uh-huh. And uh, I knew a I knew a, a guy named Chuba Ao from India. He's from Chuba Ao, Nagaland, India, and he was telling me a story about how he was uh, in the jungle by himself, and he went around the bend in the trail, and he said, uh, he said, "There's a tiger right in front of him," 
And he said to me, he goes, at that time, I was the fastest man in all of India. <laughs> but luckily, the tiger was as afraid of me as I was of him. So he didn't get eaten, but, but tigers are a serious thing uh, in India. So, you know, but uh, there's when you go to go to Asia, maybe you need to brush up on your tiger safety. All right. Something to keep in mind. Now, another thing I forgot to mention with the wolves mm-hmm. is they said uh, if you howl like a wolf, they'll howl back, but then they're going to come find you. Mm. So you don't want to just matter of factly start howling when you're start out in the woods. howling when you're out in the woods but something to keep in mind you're like hey i wonder if there's any wolves out here that i need to watch out for mm-hmm. you howl they'll let you know yeah i remember my uh my grandmother was telling me a story about a, a pit bull yeah she was um down walking down the street and a pit bull was on the sidewalk in front of her and started growling so she backed up you know, keeping her eyes on it, and uh, the the pit bull get, kept getting closer and closer. So she started crossing yeah. the street where there are cars, you know, cars and you know on either side, and uh, pit bull was still following her. So she just started shouting and stomping her foot at it, yeah, and uh, scared the pit bull off. That's uh, that's my granny for you. Well, that happens. Uh, but I mean, uh, you know, the the something we need to worry about also in. An urban environment is just aggressive dogs. Dogs. Now, you know? I find, like I said, with the wolves, you do not turn your back on an angry dog. Yep. You just don't do it. He's gonna bite you. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. Um, the problem I have is there's no way to really fight a dog. You can kill a dog, mm-hmm. but you can't like fight and just. I mean, I guess if he's tiny, you can just right. Kind of Pick them Swat up away. Swatted, but you're not, you know, an 80, 100 pound, 150 pound dog, you're not going to be sparring with right. and win. Right. You're you going to have to either, maybe you can choke them out, mm-hmm. but pretty much you're going to have to kill it or he's going to bite you. Yeah. Well, I mean, in my experience, a, a good right hook to the dog's face, it, it took care of him. All right. I was, uh, I was outside, it was the neighbor's uh, German Shepherd. Yes. And it was a big, mean, aggressive dog. And it was just outside, and the kids were outside playing. And I went out, was talking with my son. Yeah. And I reached over to him to take the ball that he had. And the dog thought I was going after him and just chomped the hell out of my hand. And it was like one of those instinct things, just instant reaction where I punched it in the face. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it wasn't happy with that and whimpered and ran off, but. Um, I don't know if that would happen with a wolf. <laughs> That's right. more your mean, aggressive dog. Uh, but I do know a friend that, that was attacked by his neighbor's dog. And uh, the neighbor came over and tied it up to the tree outside and said he had a couple beers and was getting more and more angry about it and went over with a two-by-four and smacked it up. But uh, I don't know. Dogs, I think, you're most most likely to attack be attacked by by a dog in North America, yeah. by by a dog more than a bear, no, more than a wolf. Because who hasn't? I mean, we right. all have stories all been of being attacked, attacked, attacked by, dogs. by dogs. So I don't know. Now, what's your uh, what's your? How many times do you think you've been bitten by wolf uh, by dogs? By dogs? Me. Yeah. I would say a minimum of five. Five times. Now I would say yeah, and they're all you know I, I do the in home repair stuff, so mm-hmm. that's three or four of them right. were that. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, and you know what? Every time I could have told you before it happened that the this dog, dog wants to bite me, and mm-hmm. you know, all day. And mm-hmm. people just are insane. You're like, can't you just put your dog in the other room? Oh, he doesn't bite. Don't worry about right. it. Right. Your dog's a freaking psycho. Just put him <laughs> away. Well, no, you know, he really doesn't like being in the room. He, yeah. It's not comfortable for him. Yeah. And then it's the dog you, comes not and the bites dog, you. Right? Yeah, you're fucked, you know? So, yeah, no, I find that annoying. Um, yeah, but every time I show up to a guy's house late at night, like 8 o'clock, I open the car door. I don't even see a fucking dog. Mm-hmm. Open the car door. Dog jumps right in the crack of the door and starts biting the shit out of my arm. <laughs> now, luckily, I'm wearing a big Carhartt jacket and I'm mm-hmm. able to like pull the door shut on his head a few times and <laughs> and, uh, and and you know get rid of him. Another time, I go in. I'm in the, the house looking at uh, installing a dishwasher or something. Mm-hmm. This dog's in a cage in the kitchen, probably three feet from my head, going ape shit the mm-hmm. whole time. You know, arr, 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 all crazy. I'm like, what the hell, you know? So, whatever. And the guy's like, oh, well, can you come look at this other thing? We walk outside. We're looking at his deck or whatever. And then I go to come back in. And, of course, his kids let the freaking dog out. Dog comes running by the homeowner. Guy mm-hmm. just, like, stands there like an idiot. <laughs> and freaking the dog comes, rips the top of my pants, rips the bottom leg, He's biting and chewing, and I'm just standing there waiting. And this guy's just like, oh, uh, and mm-hmm. nothing. And finally, I pick the dog up by the collar and throw him back in the house. The guy's like, well, uh, uh, you're not going to sue me, are you? And really, that was the only thing he was worried about. <laughs> not are you okay? Not, yeah. He's like, and finally, he's like, do I have to buy you new pants? And I'm like, yeah, fuck the pants. Oh, the pants wow. are not the problem, dude. Pants are not the problem. You see all the blood mixing <laughs> down my leg? You know what the hell? That, what was worse is I spend the rest of the day with my pants all ripped up mm. and I look like an ass. Yep. That I still have a scar. You know, it's, yeah. it's funny. It's just like a big black circle on my leg where you kind of right, got see you. the whole dog's mouth. <laughs> I'm like, nice. Uh-huh. And, you know, but they've always been like that, you know? Oh, my dog's an ass and whatever, and I'm like, well, lock him up. Mm-hmm. But no, that doesn't ever seem to be. Yeah. Now, one of the other predators that's not really a danger to people right. uh, that I see a lot is uh, the hawks and the eagles. Yeah, uh, we've take got my some, chickens. We've got some bald eagles here, and uh, a friend of mine, same same guy, the uh, Dave with the, uh, with the, with the snake story, right? the copperhead, diving in after the copperhead. Uh, he had a uh, a little dog that he was dog was outside. He went inside for a minute. As he was coming back out, uh, bald dog eagle swooped it up. <laughs> so uh, you know, I I have a little dog myself, and I keep we had some bald eagles, and I keep trying to usher it out in the yard. Maybe it'll get taken. <laughs> but uh, there's definitely a lot of stories around here about uh, uh, Department of uh, Environmental uh, Protection. Yes, uh, finding eagles' nests that have dog collars in them, three or four yeah. dog collars in there. I have a, uh, a customer of mine, actually he's a, a friend of mine has a, uh, a tree landscape business. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he has some stupid parrot, costs, you know, 1500 mm-hmm. bucks or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. And so we have a mutual customer that also has one of these stupid parrots. 
So the customer went on uh, vacation, and he's like, oh, calls the landscape guy, calls my buddy and says, you know, can you come watch my parrot? Because, you know, you know how to take care of them and whatever. You have the same burden, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You'll be able to deal with it. Oh, yeah, no problem. This is great. Whatever. Goes over, puts the bird, the parrot on his arm, is walking out to his truck. Freaking hawk comes in, <laughs> swoops that parrot right off his arm. Oh, that's great. He's just like, holy <laughs> crap. And he's like, it was just gone. Yeah. And you know it's just amazing. These you know yeah, it's just amazing like to see him uh, see him happen. I was um, but you'd think the hawk could be intimidating. Oh, there's right, a there's a person, yeah, two hundred pound uh, yeah, guy there, animal there, but nothing. Mm. No, wasn't a problem. Yeah, my uh, I was uh, driving down the road the other day, and, and there's a mouse running across the the road, and I didn't even notice it. It was just yeah. in my my mind saw it as a as a right. leaf blowing across the street or something, and right in front of me, fifteen feet in front of the car. Hawk swooped down, scooped him up. They got pretty good eyesight. Well, so, he didn't see you coming 15 feet. Right. Well, I was stopped at a stop sign. I figured he, right. he thought I was waiting for him to get his mouse, and then he could go. All right. But um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, predators that are interesting to watch that aren't aren't as dangerous to people. Um, we have uh, foxes right around my neighborhood yeah. there that have been eating the neighborhood cats. Yeah. And uh, I actually called the. Uh, Forest rangers around here, yeah, uh, to find out what to do about it, and all he said was, "Yeah, foxes love cats." <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Is that it? That's about all I, I think got. That's all, uh, all I, I brought now, to the you, table today. If you guys have any interesting uh, animal attack stories, we love. I love to hear. Love about to hear. It. If, you, if you ever had to fight where, off an animal, you know where it'd be a great place where they could tell us about it. Where's that? If they went on the iTunes and just. Click on review when you're downloading the podcast and tell us about your story. Let us know. Tell that us sounds what, good. Tell us about your uh, animal attacks. Or... Now, today, some exciting stuff. We have a uh, sponsor. Is this the, our, our first sponsor? Our first sponsor for the Survival and Basic Badass podcast. All right. So, today, we wanted you to check out RussiaEMP.com. Now, this website is basically telling you about why a EMP attack might be imminent in America and what you need to know and what you need to do to prevent it. All right. Well, not prevent it, prepare for prepare it. Prepare for it. So, RussiaEMP.com. Now, EMP stands for Electromagnetic Pulse. Electromagnetic Pulse. And That's hypothetically, when... that it knocks out all electrical... That's uh, when circuits? the power goes out. Right. Basically, anything with a transistor in it is going to be, you know, destroyed. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, it's definitely a real possibility. Um, it happens when there's a nuclear blast; it ends up taking out stuff. It can actually happen from uh, solar flares, different things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I mean, this website—they're talking about Russia and Iran, a lot of possible threats. Something to check out. You can check out stuff like that. Other good stuff at preppingbadass.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the name of the uh, the sponsor's website again? Ooh, you want to know? I want to know. The sponsor is uh, RussiaEMP.com. All right, and we can learn more there. Learn more there. Excellent. Then, when you don't like it, when you do like it, why don't you go over to iTunes and tell us about it in the reviews? We'd love to hear what you think. All right. Have a good week. 
Stay safe, and we will talk to you next time. spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country. Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.